Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh. Little mother guys ain't got no style. We know what's up before we go down. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. If you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now. This is the fans' voice. You hear them vocals. This what the people need and what they want now. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. If you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. If you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now. Turn up. Turn up. Yeah. What it do, people? What's happening? It's your main man, CL, the main event. And I'm live on a rundown sports podcast. I thank you for joining me today. And I hope y'all keep coming back. Now, a lot, I lost a lot of people in the month of December. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that it looked like I was building something and then I canceled it. It's all good because it's 2014. We here. Shout out to everybody that showed me some love on the podcast last week. My brother-in-law, Beta Barber, a.k.a. Uh, Brian Larks, and then I had Jason Fearman from Route 4 Sports. He came through to talk about his Niners, and we had a great time chopping it up on sports. Hopefully, I'm going to get back on his podcast probably next week when everything gets back right. Without uh, further ado, let's talk about so many things that just went down. Yeah, they, uh I'm riding by myself today, but it's just a little quick hit to give y'all something you know, get that appetite suppressed a little bit. I know y'all up there in Colorado got a lot of munchies and whatnot, but I'm going to feel that podcast munchie that you got in years. You did. So, last night, Florida State overcomes Auburn for the national championship. Shout out to Jameis Winston, the Million Dollar Smile, and the homie did it big. Got to know that. He did his thing. He got the Heisman Trophy. He didn't let the chicken head stop him. Dude was focused all the way into the end. And I'm loving that. You know, it's just a shame that these stupid NFL rules won't allow him to go ahead and get into the NFL. Because most likely he'd probably be right at the top of the list of any prospects that's out there right now. That's another subject for another day. I will say this, though, to wrap up on that Florida State. I heard Skip say that he was a little disappointed in how Jameis played because he was a Heisman Trophy winner. You know, Heisman Trophy, best player in the country. But if you're playing one of the better defenses you play all season, especially since you spend a lot of your time going against weaker ACC competition, you know what I'm saying? F what Bob Stoops say. You know, he said that the conference is top-heavy. I don't believe that because seven years straight, four different schools, and then, you know, it's usually a mix of, like, six schools out the SEC in the national championship picture, especially now. And he likes to say this, them two Big 12 teams that moved over, they're good. It's not like, oh, they just got a handle on the SEC. Nah, 
there's two teams that's good. One transcendent player in Johnny Manziel at A&M, and then Missouri is a great, a well-coached program. So I'm not going to argue with Bob Stoops on my podcast because this is my time right now. Uh, but I will say this to wrap it up. Congratulations to Florida State. You'll be highly ranked with a top-flight quarterback. Congratulations to Bob Stoops and Oklahoma. You'll be overrated next year. Highly ranked, but yes, overrated. But let's get into some of this NFL. I'm not going to hold y'all too long. It's just a little quick hit just to hold y'all down because I'm riding dolo today. Y'all know what it is, but it's the rundown. And if ain't nobody else going to run it down for you, I will. Now, we have four wild card games. Three road teams win. That doesn't happen too often. But if you were paying attention, it's what was going to happen. I had no reservation saying that New Orleans was going to go into Philly and win because Philly doesn't have any defense. And their New Orleans defense played really strong. I feel like that was one of the better performances that they had. And I feel like going into the Seattle game, not being afraid of them and their offense. Yes, I know Percy Harvin is supposed to be coming back. That really is the Joker wild card that they got in their back pocket that can really make a difference. But I still feel like he'll be limited and he won't get as many snaps as you think he might. All it's going to come down to is... Will Sean Payton take the ball out of Drew Brees' hands and let Darren Sporles, uh, maybe if we get Pierre Thomas back, and Mark Ingram, who came up big against Philly. Oh, my goodness. Like, I've been trying to ship this dude off, and he finally came through when we really needed him. I see if we could just keep that ground game and not give the game up within the first five minutes you know, throwing two interceptions or having a fumble in the interception, just no turnover. Let's just not give the game over in the first quarter, and we got a chance. <clears throat> now, I know a lot of people are going to pick Seattle because of their home field advantage. I'm not ready to say that. I'm just going to ride with my team because that's my team. Now, I will say this. If New Orleans does beat Seattle, they're going to the Super Bowl because one thing I do know is they beat San Francisco and they beat Carolina. So there's no reservations when I say that if they get past Seattle, they have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Now, that might sound like some fan speak, but you can call it what you want. I had a Denver Broncos fan say the exact same thing to me. The other game, San Francisco going into Green Bay. I didn't give Green Bay a chance because San Francisco is just too physical. There's nothing physical about the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers' offense or defense. They don't have it, especially with no Clay Matthews. You know, Green Bay players were dropping light flies during the game. Eddie Lacy did do his thing. Aaron Rodgers did do his thing because he was making some of them Aaron Rodgers plays, and you're like, God damn, how, did, how the hell he do that? And I really thought Green Bay was about to take that game when he started doing that, but 
got physical, and what do you know? Them San Francisco 49ers came out on top. Now, they're going into Carolina. That is a straight pick em game because the last time they played, the score was 10-9. 10-9. Like, <laughs> it's not a baseball game that went into extra innings. It's an NFL football game. That bad boy went 10-9, went to Carolina, and that was in San Francisco. This game is in Carolina, and I'm feeling like Carolina's just – too young of a squad to deal with that experience of San Francisco. <clears throat> but we'll talk about that a little bit more when we get to our NFL preview later on this week. The other games on the other side of the coin. Ugh. Cincinnati and San Diego. What a disappointment. What a disappointment. Talk about turnovers. Like, no racial ray in this part of the podcast, but we're going to talk about turnovers. Got to know that. Andy Dalton, my hitter. <laughs> my hitter, my hitter. Bro, I put, I put some chips on you, bro. I ain't bet nothing except my reputation <laughs> as a picker for games. And Andy Dalton, you let me down, dog. Not going to lie about that. A couple of the things weren't his fault. I mean, a ground fumble. I don't know what the hell you was thinking, trying to go head first, but it felt like he was just trying to make a play, and it seemed like he was trying too hard to win the game. They have so many weapons. Give the ball to Ben Jarvis. Give the ball to Gio Bernard. I know Gio had fumbled, but you just got to go back to him. You got to keep pounding that ball because San Diego defense is flimsy. And I really don't know what happened. If it wasn't for the turnovers, I don't think San Diego would have been in that game. I know it's a lot of questions about Andy Dalton going forward. But look, man, Cincinnati ain't been to the playoffs three years straight, like, since Boomer Esiason. Like, come on, man. It's You got to keep that dude. You got a good head coach, and your quarterback is good. I don't know if he's top 15. He probably is right there at 15, like the definition of average. But still, you're going to go in the draft and go get Teddy Bridgewater and start over with this Super Bowl-ready team? Like, if you're not going to get Jay Cutler because he's locked up, like, who are you going to get? You might as well just ride it out with Andy Dalton. You know, maybe you could get somebody in there, pick them up second, third round, give them a little competition, push them a little bit, and uh, make them feel threatened, and then he might work a little harder. But I just think he needs to be coached a little better, almost in the same fashion that Matthew Stafford needs to get coached up, you know, not to make the mistakes when it really counts. You know, take the sack, you know, throw the ball away. Some of those principles and fundamentals that – really had to be installed and, you know, procured over time. And, you know, if you're missing some of those things, that's just something they got to work on. Now, I'm no quarterback expert. I'm not Trent Dilford. I don't host the Elite 11. I don't, you know, have my own dime section. <laughs> Yo, I love when that dude say that. That's an absolute dime. <laughs> but, uh, dude, you got to give him a break. Just 
Y'all just hold off on the Andy Dalton hate a little bit longer. I know it's hard to be, you know, it's everybody's so knee-jerk and they're ready to make a move because that team can't get any farther. But I think they can make it happen. I really do. With the same squad, they just add some more pieces. They're going to get even healthier on defense. Geno Atkins is going to be back. I know they're going to go get somebody top flight in the draft. There's nowhere to go it up with that team, and that team is really ready to go for next year. They should have been ready for this year, but it's, it didn't feel like they were ready this year. I feel like they had the pieces, but they didn't have that continuity that everybody is looking for, which is why I didn't think Denver was going to do it last year, even though they did look like it. They have a better chance of doing it this year because of that continuity. They know everybody. You know, Peyton Manning is in control of that offense, and he's doing his thing. You know, sometimes it, things just take time to get right. And I know Andy Donald's been there three years, but this team hasn't been together for three years. They went and added two offensive pieces in Gio Bernard and Tyler Eifert. You know, let's give them another year. Let's see what they got. Other game. Kansas City, San Diego. Oh, my goodness. Balling. Everybody balling. And the Chiefs was balling with no Jamal Charles. I know that hurt. Like, I really thought that the Colts was going to have a chance to, to just outright smash them with no Jamal Charles. But Kansas City put up points. Something that I said that it was trending towards at the end of the season because they had put up damn near like 40 points in like three straight games. Andy Reid had something up his sleeve, and he was letting it fly. But for some reason, he turned into Philadelphia's Andy Reid, and he stopped running the rock. I don't know what's wrong with homie, but I need him to tighten up because I like Andy Reid. I like them Chiefs. I really just like them, them red jerseys. Them red jerseys is turned up. But... They got to do something about that That right there. <clears throat> Going forward next year, I think they should try to go sign Maurice Jones-Drew. I know I've been wanting him to be on the Saints, but he'd probably be a perfect fit, especially since of the usage that they have on Jamal Charles. Like He's a young guy, but you don't want to wear him down. You have so much talent in that dude. You need him to be healthy all the time. And he did play all this year, except for them last game. But you have another guy who might not have equivalent talent, but talent that's, you know, just as strong. You could spell him, especially since Maurice Jones-Drew has the type of skill set that fits that offense and it mirrors what Jamal Charles can do. So you can spell him, and you're not limited on anything you can do. I'd love to see that from them next year. So now going forward, what is Andrew Luck? Because he's not human. The dude is ice cold. Like, I don't really know how else to put it. If you're talking about a quarterback, 
who doesn't give up and who can always make a play and your team is always in it because he's the quarterback, Andrew Luck is that guy. Andrew Luck is a football cyborg. That dude is something else. Like, I started to turn that game off, but I've seen it too many times. I've seen Andrew Luck be down 21 points, and by the fourth quarter, they're up. That dude is amazing. Like, I was saying some things like, oh, man, I'd rather have RG3 than Andrew Luck because RG3 got the world-class speed. Oh, yeah, but Andrew Luck is a football cyborg. Andrew Luck was trained to be a quarterback. He was built in a lab to be a quarterback. That dude will be awesome for years to come, and he will win a Super Bowl. I know they will win a Super Bowl because with no defense, he's getting far in the playoffs. Just imagine if they actually get a defense. And you got a guy like Chuck Pagano coaching that team, you know, bringing some of that that Baltimore defensive principles, they're going to be just fine going forward. Now, I don't know about Tom Brady and beating them boys in Foxborough in the playoffs. Well, yeah, I don't know about all that. But Indianapolis look like they, they're not going to skip a beat for any time soon. Whew. All right. Now, with all that said, I'm going to wrap this up because there's a few other things that I want to get into, like this RG3 thing about him having influence in the franchise. They got this Cavs-Bulls trade, sending Bynum to the Bulls to get cut, and they shit dang to the Cavs. That's a different team now. But... I'm going to do an NBA podcast this week because it's about time to turn up on it. I've been promising that for a while, but we're going to do a full NBA podcast coming up. So y'all just keep keep looking. Stay tuned. I'm going to keep posting, and I'm going to keep turning up on the, on the rundown. Got to know that. Now, y'all know where to reach us at Seattle Main Event. You can get to me on Twitter. That's T-H-E, at The Rundown Sports on Twitter. Um... Same thing on the Google Plus. And if you want to call in, 38598-LEGO. That's L-E-G-G-O. Y'all come to the rundown.wordpress.com. But especially for anybody out there using iPhones, iTunes, iPads, iPods, and everybody in between, subscribe on iTunes. Like... I, I I appreciate the love y'all showing me on Twitter. I appreciate the love y'all showing me on Facebook. You know, you coming to the page, you showing me love, but I got to get y'all to come to the iTunes because it just goes a lot farther, you know. Hey, I ain't make the rules. Somebody else did, and iTunes is where they can measure how much love you're getting. Now, not putting any pressure on nobody, but I would love that. But I'm going to wrap it up. Y'all hold it down. Y'all enjoy the rest of y'all week. If I don't see y'all again till next week, I am your host, CL. This is The Rundown, and I'm out. Cheer. Peace.